Hello, everybody, and welcome to Book It Vince, the wrestling dream match podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Martin Bennett. And with me, as always, that you're not Anthony. Whoa. What? what? Are, are you sure, though? Like, uh, how sure are you? I, how well do you know Anthony? Like, am I? <laughs> I've never seen you two. No, wait, no, I have seen you two in this room at the same time. So. All right. Well, you got me. We I'm got a Anthony. special guest host today. Uh, Anthony is busy moving to a new apartment. Uh, and so in his place. I went ahead and asked none other than special guest Jake Martin. Jake Martin, yes, that's me. Uh, I'm I'm super pumped. Thanks for having me. I uh, like many people. I've had nothing to do this year except watch way too much wrestling. So exactly, uh, this is great. Yeah, and there and there's almost too much to watch. There so. is a lot. It's all pretty uh, <laughs> like I was saying to I was saying to my friend uh, Brett the other day. Uh, Shout out to my friend Brett. No, um, what a Brett. Brett, Hey, Brett. Um, if it wasn't for COVID, this probably could have been one of the greatest eras of wrestling. Uh, I I would have to agree. I'd have to agree. Unfortunately, it's still been very good. Oh, yeah, for sure. I I remember watching, I think it was on Renee Paquette's podcast. I think she had Tony Khan on, and he was saying how like COVID actually did really well for them oh really like just i heard that was a good interview just with the fact of um that like it then allowed like everybody like all the fans to like watch from home and to put on a product every single week just like just with like okay, now we have to focus on this. We don't have to focus on live shows and touring and stuff. We can put all our focus into making a good TV product. And so then it just then, yeah, it allowed people just to tune in every single week. So it kind of actually worked out for them that way. But I could see that. Yeah, because they've they've really uh, and they really took advantage of. I mean, WWE kind of it was interesting because it seemed like the first time where AEW was kind of leading WWE in terms of like, uh, you saw AEW do stuff to uh, for COVID wrestling that WWE would then follow rather than the other way around. So it was really interesting to see that happen and that mm-hmm. dynamic of WWE trying to do their own thing still and then realizing their competition, AEW is doing it better. It's like, well, we're going to take this and we're going to take this like in terms of the way we produce a show in COVID. So that was yeah. kind of neat to see. But... As we get into the podcast, as always, yes. here on Book Events, every week we dream book a fantasy feud. And this week, Jake will be giving his fantasy feud. Uh, quick fact, Jake, you're the only guest so far to appear multiple times on the podcast. So. Oh, really? Excellent. Yeah. Sweet. So All right. We haven't had any of our other guests back yet. Hopefully we'll change that. But uh, hopefully you no, give just us, bring me uh, back again. And no, again, just and again. Jake. It's stack me. Stack the, the, the title <laughs> reigns on me. Like okay. get me up to Ric Flair levels, and then you can bring other people in. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, if you like what we do here at Book Events, please make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you get your podcasts on, or come watch the video version on YouTube. Um, so today, Jake, you have a dream match for us, and yeah. what is that feud? So uh, originally, I was like, I, I keep getting torn because uh, my personal dream match that I want to see is Kota Ibushi versus Kenny Omega. But I can't pick it because it, it might happen now that the Forbidden Door is potentially open. And also, yeah, they already true. fought. They, they fought already. So it's like, I can't really, right. I don't want to use that. Uh, but so I was thinking, some okay, Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, those are some of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Who is some of my other favorite wrestlers of all time? CM Punk. Who Ooh. is someone who would fit? Because like CM Punk versus Cena was so great because it was like, counterculture versus culture. It was like the, the mainstream face versus this, like, you know, this pump. Right. Right. So I was thinking, why not take that to the next logical level and have CM Punk versus Hulk Hogan? What in the <laughs> world? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, you know, you got say your prayers, eat your vitamins. You got like, if we're, if we're going like for the Cena punk dynamic of like mainstream right. versus counterculture, who's more mainstream in terms of wrestling than Hulk Hogan. It's true. That's so wild. Okay. It's, but so it, it is weird. Yeah. If I immediately then go into like, is this, are we just magically transporting Hogan? Absolutely. From, <laughs> from the eighties to now where he's, 
<laughs> well, I actually was thinking to make because it work better. Because he definitely can't we, wrestle now. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I was thinking, though, for a twist, we'd do the opposite. And we send CM Punk back to 1993. Wow, that'd be during weird. During Hogan's last year in WWF. Yes. So, like, you obviously CM Punk would be a little more like the wave of punk that CM Punk is listening to, I guess, is going back. And it would be a little more grunge, I guess, than punk. But the counterculture is still kind of there in the early right. 90s. There is still a bit of an anti-establishment vibe. It's just not really on television. Okay. Okay. Now. That's so interesting. So, okay. Hmm. Okay. So, you know. <sighs> I'm not, now I'm not just, sure where to put, like, I've got, I've got an idea of where it goes and where it ends. And I'll spring okay. that on you as we go. But in terms sure. of starting this, this puppy off, I don't know which Hulk Hogan we want. I don't know if we want him. Like, if we want to go early enough that he's the champ and he's been the champ for a year, do we do it when he's not the champ? Uh, like, I don't know. There's there's some wiggle room there. Um, I'm thinking definitely when he's, like, the face of the company one. in the early 90s, though. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. This is definitely a wild one where it's just... Wow. Um, we need time travel for this to happen. So it's a true dream match. It's like I know, it's because you then start thinking, of like, how does CM Punk fit in the early 90s? And like he yeah. definitely could because I like it's very interesting because at the time you have larger than life characters, but they're very like theatrical a garbage and, man. and and <laughs> a minotaur, an evil a, clown, a hairdresser, <laughs> yeah, a hairdresser. But you but know. they're like theatrical Reality. and stereotypical, like or yes. like or like um um cliche. So you're are you thinking Jay Sanders? Punk, and he he definitely. Do you think we need to change out. the character? Do we think? Do you think the character needs to change for it to work? Not necessarily. It's it. Well, like if you look at Punk <laughs> and where he probably got his inspirations from, you have people like um, Raven. Uh, yeah, that's uh, and, Raven was one I was thinking of kind of like because that's early enough. That, and you have you know, the, you know, the early ECW days yeah. where it was that sort of <laughs> underground and in very different from like the clean, pristine sort of WWF um, era. So it would just be such a shock to the system of this guy showing up. And it like completely oh, it's so cool. Um, no, I think I think it it would probably be I think I don't think it would be a title run, but I definitely think it would be like Hogan at like the height of of Hulkamania and like he's the face. He's doing movies and stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> and I, so, and so I think it could be. I think it could be either way because I'm going to lay this on you and this might be controversial. I don't think Punk wins. Okay. I don't think he would fees. I don't think there's any scenario I can see where Hulk Hogan puts over CM Punk in the early nineties. I don't see that possible. No. Yeah. It's just, true. just knowing Hulk Hogan. I don't think that happens. Right. Like, yeah. No, no, it's, so, it's, you have to have back then it was very clean cut of like you build up a bad guy and then you have the hero hogan knock him down yeah so totally and i think but, punk would be a good bad guy for that he's despicable also like you could frame this counterculture stuff as totally heal as they did uh, with, yeah. with a lot of punk's first stuff where it's just like the audience is like oh these are like these new young teen grunge teens like yeah ugh, like get hulk hogan to clean up town like kind of thing like it would definitely you could definitely have really funny moments like and this is this is the other thing that always shocks me when I look back on like golden era wrestling is like you built up stories monthly. Yeah. Like like now you have to do like you can't I could not imagine WWE or any of the other promotions uh except for New Japan because except for New Japan, yeah. They do what what you yeah, long used term. to have to do in the territory days of of you have to like build stories over months because your only shows happen every month yeah. instead of now where it's every single week you do a little bit here do a little bit there but back then it was like Hogan versus Andre 
there wasn't like every week one of them comes and cuts a promo or has a match that develops the no. story or whatever. It was it was one month. Uh, uh, Andre says that, something about Hogan, and then yeah. three months later they do another little bit to build the story, and then two months later after that they wrestle. <laughs> yeah, because I think they set that up at initially at Survivor Series, and then they had a match in January, and then it's WrestleMania. It's like that's like half a year. Like, yeah, it's great. It's crazy. So I, I feel like it would have to be something like that. Although I could see CM Punk. Doing well on like a Piper's Pit type segment. That's the thing. That's uh, how they helped. Like that was at the time where you have to promos were the art form because you do things like yeah. Piper's Pit. You'd go on talk to uh, uh, like television. You would. Uh, what's cut. the other one? Brother Love. What was Brother Love's? Uh, Brother um, Love had a talk show yeah, too. I forget. Um, but yeah, you have these like segments where it's just for the characters to talk and to uh, 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 build up the feud. Um, and then you have these little moments throughout the year to incite uh, people actually do it, like doing something. And then, and then you, even then, like you have house shows every yeah. couple of weeks that then like, but only the, but, but then only the people that were there got to see that. And, and sometimes so, they're taped out of sequence. Like I was watching, um, Trying to remember who it was, either Rick Rude, or there was an Intercontinental Champion that lost the belt and then went and did house shows like as the champion because they didn't air the other one yet. So it was like he was coming out as champion for like a full month after he lost the belt because no one knew because it there's no internet. Oh, yeah. They yeah, filmed it beforehand. Sense. So it's like, as far as everyone else knows, he's still the champion. So like yeah, you can't so really do that kind of stuff nowadays. Um, but yeah, okay. CM Punk. Well, so, oh, wait. Hulk Hogan. I, my, my original point. My original yeah. point was that um, oh, what was it gonna, now I forgot where it's still point. Oh, shit. No, no, I, I, I remember what I was going to say, which was you could have Punk come in as this younger guy who is then there to basically kind of like like he is there, yes, as the heel, but to then uh uh, be kind of the fan favorite of like the alternate wrestling like fandom. Yeah, he's like a smart favorite. Yeah, and and but then like the core fan base is like, I don't like this. Yeah, this 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 uh, punk coming in here and 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 uh, calling out Hulk Hogan and and he could just you know it back then it's like you play on very simple things like. Um, a great spot in this would be uh, Punk making fun of the fact that, or just calling Hogan old, and then like ripping off his bandana and showing his bald spot. That would be great. Yeah, <laughs> but but I think it. I think if anything, it's like you have like it would be such an interesting moment of Hogan coming out, you know, real American playing, and then to interrupt him, you just have all of a sudden this like grunge. Uh, uh, you know, uh, heavy metal, rock music, or whatever it is, playing, which is totally different than anyone else had at the time. Yeah, and then comes out this pierced, tattooed, skinny, like he'd look dangerous. He'd look so dangerous. Like he would. Yeah. I, I think that his size people would get over because. Like he wouldn't be the world champion, and by skinny, like, there's I don't just mean, no way I don't mean Vince that. would book that, right? Yeah. Like Punk is definitely not. I say skinny because you look at like golden era wrestlers. He's eight, he's 1980s and, skinny. Yeah, he would yeah. be scrawny in in like the era of steroid mountain men for yeah, sure. Exactly. Like, he's like same as he, we would be like mice in that era. <laughs> like he's like he's like uh, uh, Hugh Jackman in the first X Men movie versus yeah. Hugh Jackman in like. <laughs> <laughs> like X-Men exactly. Origins. <laughs> still great. It's still looking looking great, but he's like with a bunch of superheroes, right? Yeah, exactly. But I think the the counter like the the, the tattoos, the the counterculture elements would make him still dangerous. It would mm -hmm. be like I think it would be easy to sell him as like we don't know what he's going to do. Maybe have him to get disqualified a bunch early in his run, right? Cuz he's he's using tactics you're not supposed to use cuz he's like you know, he's 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 a street fighter kind of, right? Like Yeah. You would definitely have him you would definitely have him cheat to win, which would make everybody boo him. Yeah. But then it is a he thing doesn't care where about the rules, he's a he, fighter. 
Yeah, or but then also like, and that's where he like wants to win. But then if yeah. it's clear that someone's gonna beat him, then he'll do whatever it takes to like hurt them. So then it would be things like attacking people or bringing in weapons, which at the time everybody was very like, "Oh, is this this garbage wrestling I've heard about?" Right. You know, is yeah, this this yeah. like, and it and maybe that introduces like an ECW invasion. <laughs> well, the thing is, I was looking, I just looked at this now when you brought up ECW. ECW, I mean, it starts in 92, but it really turns into ECW, like the extreme place in like 94. Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. leaves in 93. So in theory, in this in this realm, it's possible maybe Punk loses to Hogan and then becomes one of the big stars in ECW. Oh, yeah. That'd he uses be cool. that clout. Uh so I'm, I'm so I'm thinking, what is this a straight up singles match, or is Hulk Hogan going to try and beat CM Punk in his own game, and it'd be like a steel cage match or something? I think I think it could. I think so. The inciting instant is that maybe Hogan lost the title. You know, I don't want to pick a specific time. We we have the the magic of the Book at Vince universe where yeah. anything happens whenever you want at any point. So Hogan yeah. doesn't lost the title, and then. He's going to start building towards a feud. He's coming out to like hype up the crowd and then Punk comes out and Punk cuts this promo on him, uh, you know, calling him old, calling him, uh, uh, you know, corporate wasn't really a I don't know if it was a word used at that time. I wasn't a lot or I was just born at that time. (laughs) Um, But like they did. um but I think like there was that, an element of the corporate stooge a little bit. Yeah, but it could be a thing of like him saying like you're lying to all these people, you know, you're 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 yeah. taking it could be this thing of like you're taking their money, you're put you're making them buy shit they don't need like cereal and vitamins and all this stuff. And and so Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that I think that works really well. And you know who was doing because I was I was watching stuff from this era recently. And you know who I was surprised was doing something like that in that era. And I thought it was really ahead of its time. Um, and I think, I, yeah, Macho Man Randy Savage, when he oh, was forced to do okay. commentary, he had all these bits railing on Jack Tunney being like, you know, these corporate suits are making me do commentary when I know I can still wrestle. I know oh, I can still be there. Okay. And Punk already does Macho Man's flying elbow. So right. maybe Macho Man is the one to bring Punk in or something. He oh, can't wrestle. that'd be cool. So he brings a guy who has like the Macho Madness flowing in him. The street fighter <laughs> he found on the street, CM Punk. That's really cool. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, and then you get Macho in, in Punk's exactly. corner, which I think is awesome. You could have Macho essentially doing what Taz is doing right now for Brian Cage. Yeah, totally. Where ta- where he's on commentary, he's just he's just and he's telling everybody how like dangerous Punk is. Yeah. Oh man, um, that would. Really I think sell it would it. lead to. I think it would lead to because I actually have. You said before. I don't know if you said it during the recording so far, but you said before the recording yeah. that you had an idea that then this leads into something later. And I don't so, know. If, yes. I don't know if we're thinking the same thing. I'm thinking something we to do be. with. NWO. Yes, that's okay. Yes, okay, we'll exactly. get there in a I think we're on the same page. I was thinking there's no way. Okay. Okay. I, but first, there, in I, like the I was WWF, thinking there's no way that Punk wins this this match. Yes, right. in this in the WWF, I don't think there's any way Punk wins this match against Hulk Hogan. This is what I think, and let me know. But if, I think it's going to be a agree. damn good match. Oh no! Yeah. Well, I'm thinking. So this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking this is actually like a two or three part match. The first one is a singles yeah. match. Punk purposely loses it and just attacks yeah, so Hogan. Intentional DQ, yeah. Yeah. Then maybe it's a build up to like say that's at like a survivor series. Then it's a build up to um Royal Rumble and uh maybe there it's a it's a uh cage match. Right. Okay. Um, that could be the end of it, or we have the introduction. Maybe even, maybe even, um, maybe it's like a. I, I always forget. I never remembered where Saturday Night Main Event ever 
played out. Um, I, I can't I don't during know if it was a era. regular show or if it That's was just I'm like every of, now and then or like Yeah, I don't I don't remember, but um maybe Punk introduces to the WWF universe the idea of a street fight. I don't know if they were happening Ooh, at that point. Yeah. I know there the were matches like that, but I like, feel like but like a a Essentially, I like a, I wonder what the first like street fight is. I wonder if I wonder if that's something to look up. Um, first, because like, I could see an NWA or some other crazy like. I'm just really quickly looking up. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if in NWA they did one. I'm just getting like playlists of them. I don't. I. Not finding a thing I, saying this is the first one. I got one, one here that says uh, NWA Smoky Mountain. Oh, no, that's well after there where we definitely, are. Definitely. Yeah. Well, there definitely would have been some there in in the territorial promotions. There definitely were matches like that. But on like the grand stage of WWF, I've I don't remember ever seeing anything like that. So, yeah, but it would just be it would be such a difference. And also it'd be such a new thing for Hogan. And maybe it's like Hogan like kind of shows off some of his mean streak, you know? Yeah. And it's like, like maybe this, this happens after the Hogan um, macho man story. And Dude, in that, yeah. in that Hogan kind of partly partially looked like the bad guy because you know, it was this whole thing of like, is yeah. he taking, is he stealing Miss Elizabeth? Uh, and so it's, uh, you ha- you can have that mean streak kind of pop out, which then can play into later when he leaves and then goes to a different company. Yeah. So I, um, but I, but I think I like it that would, idea, but I'm, I'm wondering if in a street fight though, it, mm. it, okay, are you saying singles match, cage, and then street fight's the last one? It could be it could be single street fight cage match. Because I, uh, a cage match see, at, like, like WrestleMania fi- yeah. would be a big the reason match I like that for Hogan to go. Is you could do singles match and then the street fight, Macho Man, who's not cleared to wrestle, could mm. interfere and cause Hogan the victory. So Punk gets one over on Hogan because of Macho Man. So mm-hmm. the steel cage is just as much to keep Macho Man outside as it is to keep them inside. Right. That's good. And then you've got Macho Man still there, like on the outside. Maybe he slips him a, a lead pipe or something mm-hmm. or, or through the through the, the chain. Like, and then Hogan's going to win that because it's the big match of Mania and Hogan's going to win. Right. And who knows? Like, it could be I the like Mania that. where he comes at it, like that's on the undercard and then he comes in the main event and wins the title for no reason or something like who knows what else they want to do with Hogan. Um, but, but no, in, I like in, in, I like this, that as I like that as like the WWF run of yes Hogan versus Punk. But then years later, and I think yes. we're on the same page. Yeah, you have the introduction of the New World Order. Yeah, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, and this is a bit different. We're in WCW now. We're mm. in later '90s. Punk's been tearing it up in ECW, and he shows up in WCW now. And That'd he could be win so this. Cool. He could That'd win be this. That'd be so cool. Because then you got Russo. Uh, no, wait. Russo's. Well, you got Russo's if, WCW at this point. So yeah. y- you could go more breaking kayfabe now. You could. I I, I could just see what Punk if, coming out what, and see, go for it. In, in that, what if Punk joins NWO? Oh yeah. Okay. And and they and they break kayfabe by talking about how like they were, um, they actually like. Like Hogan actually admires Punk and what he's doing and how he was trying to fight the system and fight against like and that's so classic the Hogan and like, stuff like that. Rewriting history as well, like that's very Hogan. Yeah, it's very, like I was always on his side, you know. Like yeah. But then within this, eventually Punk decides to maybe then this is the switch of like then Hogan's the bad guy and Punk becomes the crowd favorite. Yes, and he then calls does Hogan out. Yeah. And so and then I, it I just switches. Foresee, I, I foresee a, a great a pro, just so many good promo opportunities. But you could do a pipe bomb <clears throat> situation and have because we're in WCW now, not WWF. 
you could do a situation where it's like, you know, Hogan, you're such a hypocrite. You told everyone to say your prayers and eat your vitamins. Well, what was in those vitamins? I heard you went to court for those vitamins. I heard everybody <laughs> in the WWF in the early 90s was on the vitamins. You know, like you could play up the steroid trial stuff, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And also because punk's straight edge, right? There's yeah, a lot of exactly. where it's like, you know, there was so much drugs and there was like, yeah. I think it could be uh, I think it could be cool. And he could get the win here. I mean, it's Hogan and WCW, though. So obviously he's going to get the win by like tasing him or hitting him with a car or something where <laughs> Hogan still looks strong. I mean, it's Hogan. He's going to like that's, he's going to come out of it still looking somehow like the, that's good. the thing we haven't done a lot on this podcast is like delved into like WCW wild booking stuff where it's like, what's the most dramatic thing that yeah. can happen? to one of these two and i know at the time i know like um i don't uh uh hogan hogan's family wasn't really involved yet into wrestling that was in like tna yeah like his son showed up and his daughter showed up and they became like a long career yeah but like imagine if it was this would be very wcw is like either hogan's wife (laughs) Or his daughter, if she was of age, uh, and like, well, this would make Punk look so much like a like a heel, actually. So maybe it's not good, but like, uh, it would be very WCW of like Punk, like, uh, uh, like them filming like a package where he like takes one of them out to like dinner or something, and it pisses Hogan off, and and like, it's or you like, could like do, his family, you could do Punk converting one of them to straight edge, yeah, like the straight edge society kind of thing, like he. He shows his son that he doesn't like, you know, like the evils of alcohol or something. And it's just like pisses Hogan <laughs> off because he wants. I don't know. He just it know, makes Hogan's it so- not really like a drinking kind of character, I guess. Well, it just makes it so that or even if it's just like that, he converts like one of his kids or his wife <laughs> to, <laughs> to see how much of an asshole. Hogan yeah, WCW. Is. So sure. All of them. Or, Who or, or, like- or just like the like uh yeah, it's 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 really just like turning his family on Hogan, which is sort of it's sort of like a heel thing to do. But you could probably play in a way where like it's like realizing that their dad slash like he, he's not the family man and he's like going out every single week. He's traveling the country away from them sort of thing. And so Punk's like. Everybody worshipped you because you were the all-American, but you have forgotten about your family. All you care about is money. All you care about is winning and that sort of thing. Yeah, I I think realistically there has to be something in booking this match. Like, say we, we're the bookers and we're pitching this to Hogan. Yeah. What do we tell Hogan to sell him on this. How right. is he going to look good after this? Because that's the thing about WCW right. Hogan. He's got to look good, you know, like no matter yeah. what. He's yeah. going to kick out of three go to sleeps or something stupid like that. Like, I I don't know. <laughs> I want Punk to win, but whatever whatever we got to do to make Hogan agree with that, I don't know. Um, I mean, it could be that it, it it's uh, Punk has to do some impossible feat in yeah. order to beat him where it's like, <laughs> it's like a wrestling match. Uh, may, maybe this is at the time where, like, you know what we could do? Let's put a wrestling ring on a cruise ship. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's like what is what does Punk do to beat Hogan? He goes to sleep him off of the cruise ship, and Hogan <laughs> drowns. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And then when he comes back, he obviously would kick Punk's yeah. ass. But like for that moment. I mean, there's so many weird, goofy things you could do <laughs> WCW late. I just think it's feasible that he could get the win back there. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's kind of like an inverse of what they did with Ultimate Warrior, where like Hogan uh, put Warrior over and then they brought Warrior back in WCW. But that was horrendous. They had like a mm-hmm. haunted mirror and like. So who knows? Maybe there's a haunted mirror in this. I don't know. There's going to be all this goofy shit. I, th- I At the end of the I, day, it's going to be CM Punk versus Hulk Hogan, which I think in the late 90s would be wicked for ratings. Imagine. So remember also. Was it? Oh, my gosh. I'm trying. No, it definitely was. Um, hold on a second. I got to look up one thing really quickly. But what I, what I will say uh, is 
I want to step back a little bit and I want to go back to like Punk joining NWO. Right. What are some banger matches that could happen with that? Because you could have Punk and oh, Hogan yeah. team up, or you could have Punk with like uh, uh, Punk and Scott Hall would be a fun Scott. odd couple. Yeah, like as be, the straight edge cool. with the, like the party animal kind of like, and you could see some friction starting to happen there. And I think even Punk Scott Hall would be a good breaking away match where it's just like Hogan tries to be like, no, we need to like, you know, like you need to listen to me. I'm the leader and Punk like, you know. I'm trying to think of who else. Jericho Punk, I guess. I mean, they, they wrestle years later, so that's not oh, really. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Ray Mysterio. These are there's a lot of people, I guess, in WCW that he does end up wrestling in real life later. Um, I'm trying to think of someone who he never wrestled that would be in WCW around that time. That would be like really cool to see. Someone like look, Conan would be cool. I'm looking up something and I'm trying to remember where the hell it is. I'm do, I'm basically trying to see if at the same time as we're deciding all this was Paul Heyman in WCW so that he could manage punk <laughs> no because he's in ecw at that point right? um at that point yes yeah no uh paul yeah. Heyman was paul e dangerous paul e dangerous we, the big old cell phone yeah yep yep he was in there in uh uh 91 so yeah that makes sense because it's just before ecw starts 92 and then it turns into extreme championship wrestling um <clears throat> Which I feel like I feel like the first ECW champion was someone crazy like Jimmy Snuka or like, which also is like a cool matchup. Um, I mean, there's I a lot to, of people in ECW would be cool. Now, to now see I need this. to look that up. First I'm pretty sure it's like someone weird like ECW. Jimmy Snuka. First ever ECW. Ch oh wait, not. Well, the first ever ECW pay per view was barely legal. <laughs> barely legal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I think Snu it's I think. Jimmy Jimmy Snuka. Yeah, crazy. Super weird. Defeated um, uh, Salvatore uh, Bellom Bellomo. Bellomo. In a no tournament idea, final no to become is. the first ever ECW heavyweight champion. Although, and WWE, I think that's back when it was Eastern Championship Wrestling. WWE, however, does not recognize ECW heavyweight championship reigns from April 92 to August 94. Well, why? I don't know. It's WWE, man. <laughs> they decide whatever they want and they say, this is real. We'll write out people completely from history. <laughs> it drives me nuts. They're, I mean, like there, there's some stuff back in the day when it's like territorial stuff where like a guy, a champ would lose in a town just to win the title back the next night. And it would be like the ref would be like, oh, no, that didn't count. And then it's yeah. like, OK, well, as long as there's some sort of storyline reason in the moment, to yeah. make it not count. There's a like, lot of ah. there's a lot of like random things like if you look up like just Wikipedia stats of like even current day wrestlers where it's like their title runs where it says WWE does not recognize two days. It's like, why? What does that mean? <laughs> like, yeah. It's like the yeah. Miz held the Intercontinental title for 165 or was it? Recognized by WWE, 165. Actual days, 167. It's like, why? <laughs> why I think it's it I think that's taping when they tape I something. I think it is, yeah. Which is like, everyone knows it's taped, just like, I don't yeah. know. Oh, I the, mean, the weird I, ones for me are like the ones where it's like, oh, Antonio Inoki won the WWE, the WWF championship, but it didn't count. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> I mean, that'd be, that'd, be cool. that'd be a really cool thing in your, I mean, it's not just WWE though, because yeah. I will say, technically speaking, Hulk Hogan is the first IWGP heavyweight champion. I did not know that. I did not yeah. know that. That's they amazing. don't recognize that because that's right. an insane thing to happen. But he was the first IWGP heavyweight champion. That's it, so weird. Yeah, he was in he was in WWF as a heel, and then when he filmed Rocky Three, Vince was super pissed that he did that without his permission. So he went right. to Japan. And was just in Japan oh, for two. Okay. He was yeah, he was on the roster. He, he was the first. It's super weird. And then they then they like a few years later were like, no, that wasn't the real belt. This is the real belt. So it doesn't really count. But yeah, he was. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. 
That's Hogan's cool, career could have been so much cooler than it actually. I mean, like, obviously he, he did a lot, obviously. But the yeah. fact that he was the first IWGP heavyweight champion, he was in AWA, WWF, WCW, TN. Like, it's just like, but so time after time, it's just like, ah, but it's Hogan. You know, he did some something where he looked good and didn't put anyone else over. And it's just like, ah, you know, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so then I guess we should get back to. Yeah. Okay, so I will add on that, though. I'm now realizing that there will be a third match where CM Punk comes back to TNA and Hulk Hogan beats him, even though he's like 70 years old or something. Oh, like, Lord. That's just like <laughs> oh, a possibility. Ugh, gross. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> OK, so but I guess uh, to go back to like sort of then the point of which the turn is where then punk becomes a face. Yeah. Um, what is the big blow up moment uh, where punk turns his back on the NW or uh, the NWO? What could that uh, be? Cause it's gotta be something really dramatic. It's gotta be something big. Like it's gotta be him. Maybe Hogan has a, t like a, a simple thing would be Hogan has a title shot. Or a and defense. Punk screws him out of it, yeah. And Punk screws him out of it. That'd be like the easy classic sort of thing. Is there a way that we can spice it up? I think I think it could be something to do with the straight edge thing. Like all the boys are partying and, and CM Punk is always like kind of like shunned for not, you know, going into that. And so maybe like you could do something where like Punk costs Hulk the match and then like opens a beer and dumps it all over Hogan or something. It's just like, you're not the... You and NWO are nothing but a bunch of old sad drunks. Like, uh, it could be something cool like that. Yeah, I don't know. Because yeah, no, then it gets sure. a little real, right? With Scott Hall. Mm -hmm. Um, you'd have a pipe bomb moment at some point. I think you the, could I think the steroid uh, oh, thing well, would be a good a good thing have, in his belt. You could have. Um, it's this thing where it's like Hogan is defending it against someone that everyone clearly thinks he's going to beat. Right. Yeah. Um, and coming down to the ring to that match, you have the NWO. They got beer. They got cigars. And Punk's there just kind of like as the enforcer. They keep showing shots of like, of like Scott Hall and Kevin Nash like trying to offer him something. Yeah, yeah. And he's like turning it. down and it's just sort of like, it's like, it's by this point that we know that like they keep questioning like, what you don't you don't you don't smoke anything you don't drink anything. He's like, uh, and he kind of just gives like he doesn't really give too much of a reason as as to why he doesn't do that. And then maybe it's this big moment of like Hogan's like gearing up to win, and then, uh, and like maybe whoever you're fighting, who we could, I, I'm trying to think of who we could fight. That someone. Because the thing is, trying, in this I'm scenario, this person too. becomes this per in this scenario, this person becomes the world champion. Yeah. So it needs um, to be someone who's like realistic to be the. I'm looking at like a roster from 1998 at WCW right now. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to think of that. And I'm trying to think of so then uh, uh, whoever it is has like a group of people that come down and like not take out the MW the rest of the NWO members, but like distracts them. You know who's on the roster? Raven. Oh, that's cool. Like, why don't we? We could just make it Raven. Yeah, we could just make it Raven. That'd be great. And it yeah. makes and it makes sense. It makes sense why they why then the ECW connection and also like the yeah in a way. Um, but so like so then maybe some of the ECW guys or like Ravens. Did Raven have Raven's flock at this time? I have no or idea. That, <laughs> or is that like a, a early 2000s WWE thing when he? I feel like, over? you know what? We could say he does. I think. But sure. anyways, he it's like Raven has a group of people that come out and like all the NWO and whoever else are all fighting at ringside. And it looks like Hogan's ready to like drop the leg and he goes to run the ropes and then Punk steps up and then smashes a beer bottle on the back of yeah, Hogan's head. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And then like and then like he scurries up the ramp and 
Raven pins him, and Raven becomes the world heavyweight champion. Yeah, and then and then everybody's like, "Why did Punk just turn on Hogan?" <laughs> It'd be great, and also like that's good because it's like a stable war for NWA versus Raven's flock, and then you could build up later. Punk turns on Raven later. It's like Punk's a lone wolf; he can't be like kept in these stables, right? So then, like, it, it's got a it's got a future from there. That'd be yeah, good. I think that's it. I, I think be, that's what he cost him a world title match, and then. He beats him in like kind of a blow off feud, obviously in a cheap way because it's Hogan and Hogan's not going to lose clean. Uh, maybe he yeah. hits him with a car. I don't know. Like <laughs> you would definitely have him with a train, ties him to a train track. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. You would definitely have matches between then like Punk with Scott Hall and Kevin and Kevin Nash. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. With Scott Hall would be like. Scott Hall would be a really interesting match just because of like at the time, like uh, they both move pretty quickly, but they're both stiff hitters. Yeah. And then him versus Kevin Ash would just be like trying to like this. And I now feel like they did fight. I feel I, like. Prob- oh, no, Actually, they, totally the blow off, they totally the blow off, did. They totally did. Yeah. Yeah, that was why Punk basically left WWE. Yeah, because the blow-off to the... I know, the blow-off to the Summer of Punk angle was Triple H versus Kevin Nash. It ended up contorting in a weird way where it's just like, Kevin Nash is now involved and Punk kind of got, like, left out of the picture. Well, it was like, okay, you're going to... It was like, yeah, you're going to face Kevin Nash. It's like, but why? Why? Exactly. (laughs) Why am I facing... Like I should be facing like new guys or like like really popular people, not or at least dudes. Triple H. Like yeah, it, I don't know. But but yeah, they and yeah. and and they just wanted to have Triple H win and all this stuff, and Punk was just getting pissed off about it, and that was basically like I'm leaving. So, but <laughs> but back then it would be a good match because you have Big Man, Big Daddy Diesel. Yeah, versus Daddy cool. At this at this time, like you started to have like smaller build guys show up in wrestling, totally, especially yeah. in I'm especially sure there's a in WCW, WCW champion or two that that is smaller. Although their cruiserweight, they well yeah they had the they had the cruiserweight title and so there was I'm sure they Guerrero, had some small yeah oh there was, man yeah there was Guerrero Jericho Rey Mysterio Punk would have easily been a cruiserweight champ. Oh yeah, that could that yeah. could that could be a storyline. The world title that could yeah well, that yeah that would be a storyline within say the NWO where it's like well the NWO now I know at one point NWO had X Pac but like I looked it up he's injured at this point so if we go okay. for this roster that I'm looking at he's out of the picture but you could have Punk be in the NWO and then have that way like the NWO is like vibing for all the titles. Oh, that would be awesome if he had the cruiserweight title and he screws Hogan over from getting the world title. So he's the Mm -hmm. only champ in NWO still like (laughs) it's it's also kind of like a great like little fuck you. And then and and then Hogan can screw Punk out of losing the cruiserweight title. And the feud will go way too long and it will be like a bunch of (laughs) but, you know, there'll there'll be one or two good, good matches. So so now what I want to do, you you said. TNA. How about oh, this? How about this? What if what if 15 years later Punk and Hogan show back up in WWE? I mean like cuz Hogan comes back to <laughs> WWE and we get Rock Hogan. So if Punk comes right, back yeah. too, there's probably someone in that I mean Punk mixing it up like with the and like well i mean if paul Heyman takes over smackdown still he you know maybe maybe punk goes there and is one of the smackdown six. Oh, that would be so be cool if punk was if punk was wrestling during that time i 100 percent could see him being one of the smackdown six like because he'd him, be a little older Edge, guerrero like yeah oh totally i think in this in our timeline he would be a little on the older side yeah, but not that much older. Well, if he had a big match in '93, we're talking ten years later, 2003. I mean, he could be like 20, 26, 36. Yeah, you know, he could still work. No, I yeah, I could definitely. Or see he him goes to TNA. TNA. Or he goes to TNA and it's it, and it's garbage. You know, either <laughs> or. See where the money goes. See see who yeah. offers him more money. 
TNA, oh boy. I don't even... I know that it, like, was the start of so... I never really watched DNA, and I still haven't really watched too many. I've watched moments and stuff, like highlight there's reels. There's some and great things. matches. There's some yeah, great I matches. I know, I know, and it there is are, like yeah. the birth of you know some people that are you know super famous now, and yeah. like yeah, you got Styles, you got Samoa Joe, yeah. Um, but there's but, a lot of crap. Well, yeah, like, because the the title scene was old dudes fighting each other <laughs> it, well it's just like you know politics get in the way you get hulk hogan in the back you get also like the i mean it was started by the jerrys who are like the greatest hogan, Sting, of all time. jarrett rick flair yeah. like <laughs> there's a lot of egos in there and a lot of you know mm-hmm. um but man oh there are some good matches and some horrendous i mean i think it's really good that they rebranded as impact and and removed themselves from the tna kind of you know, I think that was one of the best moves they could have made. Like, yeah, no, for sure. It's it's so funny to look back and be like, wow, um, <laughs> some oh, yeah. weird ass stuff. Well, that was <laughs> one of my favorite lines with the AEW uh, Impact stuff that's going on right now, where uh, Tony Khan asked Tony Schiavone, like, you were in you were in Impact once, right?" Tony said, "Yeah, I uh, went here once, eighteen years ago. I went, I, I did one night in Impact, and then quit the business for eighteen years." Yeah, yeah, that was a great <laughs> was one. Like, yeah. That was a great one. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Yeah. So CM Punk versus Punk, Hulk Hogan. There it is. Punk showing up in the early ninety or yeah, the early nineties. Yeah, as this outlier, outlier, uh, punk grunge character to Hogan's clean all-american uh and then that leads to nw that leads to wcw them teaming up in nwo because now hogan's against the man and he's against yeah. the the corporation and he's on his own wolf pack uh but then punk turns on him to become people's champion essentially um or vo- voice of the voiceless voice of the voiceless yeah there you go and then, and then uh, we can ruin it all with uh, uh, an eventual TNA feud. <laughs> yes, I mean, you know, why not, right? Why not? That is um, too. There it too is. Funny. That's so. It's so weird. It, it, it's it's actually something that I love. It, it's well, it's it's just weird to think about. It's like, how do you put like someone from now back then? Because it, there's so many little nuances to like current day wrestlers that weren't around back then so it's like how would this person's character really fit back I mean, there there's or certain would people be ch- i don't think you could do it all just like i don't think the young bucks could exist without the prior knowledge of everything that has led up to that point because so much yeah. of the young bucks is a throwback or a homage to a certain era and style of wrestling like or, yeah. or the revival for well the revival would fit in but it would it would be different it wouldn't be like an interesting homage to the past they would just be in the past like yeah exactly or then like you couldn't you couldn't really have like you couldn't have the rock in the late 90s in like the late 80s because it just wouldn't yeah it it like everything that happened to lead up to the point of like having like that superstar but also is kind of like sarcastic and witty like I that think would things be seen. come around again because you could probably have Stone Cold not in late '80s WWF, but you could probably have him in late '70s like uh, NWA and things like that. So I right. don't know. I feel like things might it cycle would, back. Like it'd be more. He would end up being more like a biker character. Yeah, I, I yeah. would imagine instead of just like this badass. You know, I guess I, he I, was around in that era, but he was stunning, Steve Austin. Yeah, he was. St- he was the ringmaster. Yeah, the, oh, and the ringmaster. Yeah, he had a lot of gimmicks that were not as good as Stone Cold. Yeah, exactly. No, it, it, yeah, it's it's it's. There's a reason why the characters that exist today are around and make sense is because, like you said, you have that prior knowledge of uh, what you can relate it to and why it's like like the fiend. It, it, oh, it's the fiend you could never you couldn't do in any other time period. Like that would make no no sense. No, it's 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 because of culture, pop culture now where we can go, oh yeah, he's like a Mr. Rogers character. And that's like murder clown. 
Um, but but like also they did have Doink and like the Boogeyman and like Papa well, Shango well, was like a voodoo like yes. <laughs> so maybe the fiend would actually fit in perfectly. It, well, you have Doink, who's <laughs> just a clown, but it's yeah. like a murder. <laughs> Clown <laughs> would be crazy. I mean, Doink's pretty dark at the, st- the the early Doink, and then they just turn him into kind of a clown. But I think the first yeah. version of Doink's pretty creepy. Like, I think it's pretty like good and creepy. Mm-hmm. Who, who uh, who's uh, another? Before we get to our uh, match recommendation and oh, yeah. our uh, questions, um, I just want to ask who's a wrestler or a group or something that you think could definitely fit if it was like 20 years ago. The first like one that comes now. Yeah. The first one that comes to mind is I really think that undisputed era would have fit in like the nineties. I think in the late nineties, they would have, I think the size is too much for people, for a lot of bookers to get over right. in the early nineties. And like Adam Cole is incredible. Uh, but he's he's a little short for 90 standards. Right, that's true. Which is, I mean, I don't care. Modern fans don't care. He's awesome. But like in, you know, like Booker's back then, I don't know. Like, And I guess the Undisputed Era is, is definitely like taking inspiration from groups back then of like the uh, Four Horsemen, NWO. Yeah. Like, where it's like, it's a group of guys who stick together no matter what and it's they only care about themselves. Uh, I think uh, and they're always and they're there for each other and they just want to win. They just want glory. I think obviously the revival or FTR is easy to pop back yeah. uh, because they are they're kind of a throwback. But like other than like outside of like a throwback kind of uh, I would say someone like. Um, Walter. I think you could put oh, back, yeah. back in the day. Well, it's um, like you essentially have like uh, Regal, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Like it's essentially that sort of thing where it's like they, they would 100% go, all right, he's British, he's big, let's make him like a king. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's like royalty or something. And he and he's come to wrestling because uh, he's bored with being a, a prince or whatever, and he wants to fight people now. <laughs> Oh, he'd have some stupid ass gimmick for oh, sure. Yeah. Like, um, um, or else like about, I could see someone like, uh, you know, anyone big, like Wardlow, I think you could right. throw back and he, he would do fine. What about, um, uh, Wardlow would 100% be like a, uh, uh, like a, uh, uh, oh God, why can't I remember his name? He, he was the police officer. Oh, big boss um, man. Big boss man. He'd be kind of right, like yeah, yeah. that, where he's like a bodyguard or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. They would probably like throw that sort of gimmick bit, on yeah. him. Um, yeah. What about Jurassic Express? Uh, you have it's Tarzan and a dinosaur. That would yeah. fit. Yeah, that they would fit. fit. Yeah, I think they would fit. It would be um, way goofier though. It wouldn't be as yes. nuanced as like, yeah, he's a dinosaur. Whatever. <laughs> It'd be like no, I, that, yeah, that would definitely fit in the early nineties. Of course, be like, he's a dinosaur. Yeah. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but they wouldn't have him. You know? They wouldn't have him speak. They wouldn't have him do it. They just have him be like menacing. No, he wouldn't. Yeah. And then you he have Tarzan, and it's essentially he just be a Tarzan. man playing a dinosaur. He'd be a dinosaur. It would be exactly. an actual dinosaur. Uh, I mean, I it's love- you know. I love yeah. he wouldn't be a man playing a dinosaur. He would just be a dinosaur. He would just be a dinosaur, <laughs> you know, like he just is a dinosaur. Although he is kind of now. Everyone just kind of like buys into it a little bit, I guess. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just it's it's it's, you know, suspension Wrestling. of disbelief. Yeah. yeah. You know, he, like, he has a master's degree and he's 35 million years old. Yeah, there you go. Like, what more do you need? Exactly. Uh, but cool. OK, so there. <laughs> There it is. There is our, uh, I guess, alternate reality of if CM Punk were transported. Yes. uh, Like 30 years ago into. WWF and WCW to feud with Hogan. Amazing. That's so great. Uh, Let us know uh, online how you would have booked Hogan versus Punk. What era would you like to see them? Would you like 
to do what we did where Punk goes backwards? Or would you want to have early Hogan come to the present? Um, let us know uh, online, either in the comments or uh, on social media. Um, this week's uh, audience question. Um, if you want to submit questions, you can either just on social media when we post about looking for questions or when we're recording, or you can always send us a question on our website, unknownairfilms.com slash book events. Uh, this week's question is very simple, but it's just fun because I like, we kind of did a lot of it this episode, uh, but it's what is your favorite uh, wrestling terminology? Wrestling terminology? Yeah. Um, I, I'm a fan of the, yeah, I assume that anyone who is listening to this podcast is a wrestling fan and understands it, but you never know. There could be someone who's like, I don't understand what that specific thing means. And yeah, but, but it's just, I love just so many good ones. What's your, what's yours? Um, I mean, uh, I use heat in like everyday that's conversation yeah. uh getting heat uh like it, it's like that would generate heat like heat is uh like it it's in wrestling terminology it's getting people to be mad at you um but it's i love using the crowd up you know like yeah, yeah. Heating up the crowd, uh, but I just love using it in just like everyday conversation. Yeah. Well, I'll go with the one that I also like, use oh, in man, everyday conversation. Get a lot of heat for that. Yeah, because I like the squared circle, but you don't really use that a whole lot. I think it's kind of like a weird, antiquated way of saying it. The one that I use frequently that generally people don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but marking out. Whenever I'm right. super, like I'm marking out, like you know, like oh, I would mark out at that. Oh man, I'm you know, like yeah, I I like just the idea of being. Um, completely excited by something and forgetting all of the, you know, like, oh, but what about, oh, but what about, like, you know what I mean? You just complete your detach yourself, detach yourself momentarily from any element of criticism and you just fully embrace what's happening and be excited yeah. about it. Yeah. You and know? if you don't know what a mark is, a mark is a wrestling fan who's just like totally into whatever is happening. Well, originally it was like a carny term, right? Because like yeah. a con man, a mark would be the person you're trying to fool. So yeah. it's like it was it's kind of a derisive uh, term, but it but not anymore, really. I don't think. Well, like, so, no, there are still people who don't like being called marks. Yeah, true. Yeah, because I mean, but, it's more fun because they think, think that there's fun. But but that's then to another fun term, which is where uh, then they think that they're smarter than they are to be marks. And then the people just call them smarks. Yeah. <laughs> Smart marks. Which I but think is no. worse because it's more, it, there's a cynicism to it. That's yeah, more, that, I think it's more, much is... more fun to, to just to take away the cynicism for a moment. Sure. Afterwards it's like, Oh yeah, you know what? I don't know. Or like, but to have a moment where you just forget all the negative parts and it's just so good that everything else is fine that you're just like, yes, all right, I'm so psyched this person showed up or that this I mean, move we happened talking, or whatever. We were talking about this before we started recording, but like Royal Rumble, Edge winning the Rumble, I, we marked out hard for that. Like I yeah. was, I as soon as he won, I was like, I don't care how this impacts storylines. Sure, this could have gone to someone that is maybe more deserving. Like all this stuff, I don't care. Yeah, Edge is one of my favorite wrestlers. Just marking I'm, out. I'm just marking out to to this. No, 100. percent For me too. Um, it's, I'm not. I, I I appreciate I appreciate what Sting has done. <clears throat> I'm I'm not really a Sting fan. But when he showed up in AEW, I marked out. That was awesome. Actually, when he showed up in WWE at Survivor Series, same thing. Even though I don't really care for Sting, it was like Dolph Ziggler was about to be eliminated. He was like the last one. And Sting shows up. Like, it just, yeah, I don't know. It's Sting, right? Mm -hmm. It's Sting. Yeah, Never exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, it, it's, and, and that'll be the thing is like, it, it's, it's, um, it's what I love about a lot of current day heels where it's like just because and I know it's definitely going to happen once crowds can get back into watching shows, but you're going to have where people are so excited to be able to see these wrestlers. Uh, but then the wrestlers are going to have to try to make people hate them. 
Yeah. And so, I mean, and so everyone, will do fine. It's there'll like, be a few of them that'll do the second that there's a live show and Jericho comes out, the entire arena is going to be singing Judas, his theme yeah. song. And then, it, and then the second that it's over, he's going to have to try to make everyone in that building hate him. <laughs> but the thing is Jericho is so good at that. And I, yeah. I, because he's the one I bring up, he was, there was a show in Toronto that was, um, uh, I think it was WWE roadblock or something. And Jericho comes classic. out classic, you know, the, the classic <laughs> pay-per-view, but Jericho comes out and because he's Canadian and it's Canada, people are losing it, but he's a heel, right? So he comes out and he says, um, uh, it's so good to be here back in my home, Canada. Everyone's cheering. It's just like, unfortunately it's in the worst city in the world, the ass of Canada, Toronto <laughs> instantly. Just, it's like, you know, yeah, like exactly. you can just, he, he takes the, he takes the adulation and then it's just like, boom. So, you know, I think a good heel, it's going to be exciting to see which heels MJF can do it in a second. Oh yeah. Like he just like, but, but it, but yeah, it's good. You're going to have all these people like come out and everyone's just going to be marking out about them. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, now we have to have a wrestling show and there's going to be people that you have to boo. Uh, there's so. going to be some that are going to be like, cause I, I noticed that pack, uh, when they brought him back, I think people are so excited to see him back that they kind of had to turn him face for a little bit because yeah. no one's going to boo him because people are pumped to see him. Yeah. So I think there'll be a little cooling period for a few people. I yeah. noticed Daniel Bryan, when he came back, he had to come back as a face because yeah. there's no way anyone was going to boo him at the start. Right. No, exactly. And then, <clears throat> no, you have like, yeah, you have to introduce like the only way to bring someone back and have people hate them immediately is basically what you do with Roman. Is you, yeah, is, oh, that was is, great. Is he comes back, which was a weird inversion of everything because we want to cheer him as a like we want him to be a bad guy. So when he was a bad guy, it was actually oh great. Like, yeah. <laughs> or uh, we we, I, we so mentioned this finally did that. We mentioned this on one of our last episodes. I think it was the Brody Lee tribute episode. But we, me and Anthony, talked about how like there's you can't boo for Dark Order anymore. Like, yeah, yeah, they're in a, yeah, they're in a weird spot for that. Like, yeah. You can't, you can't. And I'm, I'm super interested to see what they do with them. Um, but uh, there we go. Uh, let us know online or in the comments what your favorite wrestling terminology is. Um, and to close off the episode, Jake, hit me with a match recommendation that you want to have everybody go and check out. Sure. Yeah. So I've got a, there, there's a few, I, but I, I, there was, there's two, but I can't remember which one I said last time I was on. So I'm going to go with the third one that I know I definitely didn't say. And that is, uh, Phoenix versus Mil Muertes grave consequences, Lucha Underground season one. So it's Phoenix, the man of a thousand lives versus Mil Muertes, the man of a thousand deaths in a, in a casket match. And not oh, only is cool. it easily the best casket match I've ever seen, it is, uh, I think, legitimately a five-star, like, all-time great match. I don't think, I don't know how they can do a casket match better than this. The casket is such an integral part of the match from the from the moment they, they step in. I think it's, uh, if you if you haven't seen any Lucha Underground, I think that's the match to watch. If you're gonna, Maybe a Pentagon Junior match, but, like, Mil Muertes versus Phoenix, great consequences. It's incredible. Wow. I'm gonna need to. I'm 100% gonna need to watch that because oh I, yeah, I've, I've barely seen any Lucha Underground stuff, but like that just sounds super cool. It that is sounds great. so good. It's so big in terms of like life versus death. Yeah, and, and like and Mil Muertes is someone who I think he's in Major League Wrestling now, but it's such a great character. It's like uh yeah, like an undead supernatural badass like mass wrestler. Great. I can't even imagine what I'm just going to have. I'm just going to have to watch it because just thinking of Ray Phoenix and like having to try to ground someone like him to put him in a yeah. casket. I have no clue how you can do that. And all I can think about is there's got to be some crazy spots of like flipping and trying to go into the casket. Like, oh, my God. Oh, I'm yeah. The casket <laughs> is a very integral. It, like I've never seen. It, it's how stipulation matches should be booked like the whole match is so the casket's so integral to the match. It's great. Mm -hmm. it, it's a, I haven't actually watched any of Lucha Underground past season one because season one is like so long. Um, and I keep meaning to go, but like, I don't know if anything, maybe there is a match later on that tops that casket match. I don't know, but it's pretty damn good. Perfect. I'm going to definitely go watch that. And oh, you, you should, should. I'm glad. too. 
Yes. You should too. Uh, we uh, tweet out uh, our match recommendations um, on our social media, and then we also uh, post match recommendations for every week on our website. So you can go there to uh, find a link to go watch them. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Jake, for coming on and uh, helping fill the void that is Anthony uh, not being here. <laughs> Hey, his spirit ran through my body. It was like he was here the whole time. <laughs> it's like, you know. Perfect. It, there's a little Anthony in all of us, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you know. But uh, thank you so much, Jake, for coming on. Uh, where can well, people find me. you? Uh, and uh, if you want to promote anything, please feel free. I don't have anything to promote at all. Uh so, you know, that's tis the era. But uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bearded Jake. I have other ones, but I don't really use Instagram or Facebook much anymore. So Twitter at Bearded Jake is where to find me. There you go. Um, if you want to follow anything else that we do here at uh, Unknown Era, you can follow us online at UE underscore films. Quick shout out. Uh, we stream now every Saturday. Um, and I've been uh, streaming opening Pokemon cards because I've gotten back into that addiction, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, so come and watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash unknownairfilms. Um, as always, you can follow me online at Barton underscore Minute, and you can follow the podcast on Twitter at BookItVincePod. Thank you so much for watching and or listening. Thank you again to Jake for coming on as a special guest. Uh, be safe out there. Go watch some wrestling. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>